0: Writing it for the government. Yeah, he's writing it for. for I wasn't them. doing naked. I want to do it naked. I'm having a good time. It was New Year's Eve. Just, you know. Yeah, fuck you too, bud. <laughs> just grew in the tent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though.
1: <laughs> welcome to Smartly Uneducated. With Ben. Yeah, I'm Evan. Welcome, yes. welcome, welcome, everybody. Uh, today we got a goofy little show for y'all.
0: Goofy. Very goofy. Well, I wouldn't say it's goofy. This has been talked about several times before. By people. Like oh, yeah. Other, lots of people talked about this. But the, the one about the Russian guy, what was his name again? Uh,
1: his name is uh, Yuri Aleks- uh, Yuri Alexandrovich Bezminov. Oh, yeah.
0: So we'll just call him Yuri throughout this podcast. Yeah. But
1: he, he claimed this back in 1984, by yep, the way.
0: And I knew of him about a decade ago. Um, That's when I first learned about him and listened to all the stuff he said. And it plays very pertinent to today. Um, especially like where we are culturally in twenty twenty three.
1: Yeah, he was talking. He was talking about how uh, like the they were trying to thwart pro Western society and stopping anti Soviet ideals mm-hmm. by uh, assassinating political leaders, and mm-hmm. that was like almost right before JFK died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through cyanide poisoning, then he they were talking about how they were going to uh, arm. Leftist groups with ideas and brainwash them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this sounds very like red pill based bullshit, right? but it, it's true though. Um, like, this,
0: like when you, he, there's interviews of him. Yeah, he talked about it openly. Like, yeah, he. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to interject. No, you're so, fine, dude. go ahead. Um, one of the things about what he did, so he was ex XKGB um, at this time yeah. when he did these interviews. He, he, defected. He, he defected. Yeah, he defected. He wanted to. He defected here to America to get away. Um, because he was legit, openly says in these interviews that he's like, "No, America's actually got real freedom. Like you can, you can be free. Like it's the most free place you can basically go. You know." As, and that's what he was telling. Uh, the,
1: well, who's the interview? Uh, the guy's name is a uh, in nineteen eighty four. He interviewed with G. Edward Griffin. Yep. Who had, who's now ninety four years old? Yeah.
0: Yep. And this is all real. You can look it up. Um, but he was told Griffin about how he got sent to different countries like india he got sent to um other um like he got sent to go hang out with monks um and all that shit um to basically learn as much as he could about this whole spiritual and guru type essence like achieve spirituality meditation which he openly says how it's you know most of it's pretty much bullshit
1: well i um, any any uh, scientific science thinking reasonable thinking man yes. or woman or individual understands the concept that spirituality is all based around belief and thinking yes. that this thing exists right yes. um well his whole thing was he wasn't
0: sent there to um like get this enlightenment he was sent there for the reason of gathering enough information on it and knowledge as a way to extort it and twist it and use as a tool for uh, basically uprooting an entire cultural society, um, which is exactly what he
1: did. Yeah, so he, he said here in the interview with uh, Mr. Griffin – that sounds like not, – not Family Guy Griffin, not Peter Griffin. Maybe not Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said a few really chilling points. One of them was uh, that, that there's a long-term plan that Russia has put into effect to defeat America through a psychological warfare and demoralization.
0: Yep. Um, one of the things he did claim in this interview – now, this – I know this is this has nothing to do with the Federal Reserve um, that I'm aware of, um, but this is just kind of a side thing that me and you were talking about yeah. before we did this, which I felt was good to talk about because I've mentioned this guy so many times to people, but I always forgot his full name. So again, I again his his
1: name is Yuri Alexandrovich Bezninov.
0: Yeah, I should put – in the description, I'll put his name. The hell um, of a name. Yeah, I'll put his full like name where you know how to spell it if you want to look it up in the description yeah. of the episode. Um, but he um, talked about how their plan. Um, he said at the time when they started implementing it, it was supposed to be a tw- like a thirty to forty year plan. Yeah. Is so it? yeah, and it's happening right now. He literally said in the interview, by basically like twenty anywhere between twenty ten to twenty thirty somewhere in there, that. Um the methods that they were using, because they already started implementing these things, their their tactics, right, to brainwash and make people uh, question, like, not even necessarily question. Um,
1: yeah, so he, he, he described he, yeah, the process that. as a, uh, a great brainwashing, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. that has four basic stages. And the first stage is called demoralization, which takes 20 years yep. to achieve minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the former KGB agent, this is the minimum number of years it takes To re-educate one generation of students that is exposed to an ideology ideology of a country.
0: Yeah, and he said between twenty twenty or sorry twenty ten to twenty thirty is when, you know, he said that the only way to stop it would have been it had to have been stopped essentially like fifteen to twenty years before the end, like the last stage is in process. So basically. The only way to have stopped this would have been in the mid-90s. Yeah, he
1: was saying that um, the hippies of the 1960s that were coming to power were the people that they were targeting once they yep. got into uh, yes. high stature of political and, and this CEOs is, of companies and whatnot. Yep. And this is the juicy
0: part. And this is something he straight up said that this is part of the plan was that by between 2010 to 2030, you know, somewhere in there. And which is we're at 2023 right now. Mm-hmm. He said people would be one of the things you would notice in the in the society is that people would be confused on their gender. People would. I'm trying to um, find that in here because he a, does he does talk about that. Yeah, he said people would think that they were a woman when they were biologically a man. He said that, um, you know they're uh uh that they would be pro socialism, um, pro communism because they go hand in hand. Um, he said that which when you see the outright hard left extreme left they they're all wanting socialism
1: plain and simple um they are extreme. well a lot of individuals are wanting communism i um there's there's a few students that i've spoken with that have said that communism isn't a isn't a bad thing anymore delusional bastards. and that's why Nazism's coming back and all that sort of thing yep. right mm-hmm. um uh, again i'm trying to read this document that is released uh, uh, of, like, a transcript of what he said. Now,
0: let us be clear. Evan and I are not saying this to attack people who are left-leaning. No. Um, and, and and boost up pro-right people. That is not the point of this conversation. Yeah, I'm just trying
1: to make you think, right? Like, this is something that somebody talked about. Yep. And uh, he's not the only KGB, KGB,
0: former KGB member who has said this. Um, in the 90s, um, there was another man, which I will... Hopefully find his name and put it in the description as well. He was a former KGB member, um, and he defected after – only he didn't come to America. He defected and he lived – I forgot what country he was in. I- I'll find it later. Yeah. But he defected, and he went off and was living very remote out in some weird random country, um, getting away from Russia because at the time he was being sought after so badly that he was too fearful to go try to even go to America because he was like, he was scared. He's going to be intercepted because they were already cutting him off at all these different country ports where he was showing up. All of a sudden he would be there and there would be people there waiting for him, looking for him. Now they're not with the security at that place, but it's KGB. They got people. It's like a CIA spook being in another country waiting for somebody like he was like, no, it's too risky. They know I'm, I would try to go to America And so he bailed out and went to a different country.
1: Yeah, so he was uh, – Yuri, this guy, was talking about how denormalization, once it becomes effective, even a graduate student with a master's degree, once given a fax about something else, say Mm -hmm. vaccines or let's Mm -hmm. say politics, let's say money, anything like that, once given the actual like numbers, statistics, proven facts, black and white, just like there's no – gray area at all won't mm. believe it because yep. they just don't believe anything. It's,
0: it's distilled in them it's it essentially goes along the lines of like it, let's use someone example who grew up in a religion right um like since childbirth since yeah. they were born their family is strong in the religion they they you know distilled that in their child and as that child grew up and became an adult that's all they've ever known that's all they've ever practiced and so for someone to come to them, let's say they came up with proof all of a sudden that yeah. potentially your religion was a lie, right? And you would be given that irrefutable proof. Let's say someone had evidence proving that it was straight up a lie. They would never believe it. It, it would be so – such a distinct no. That's not real. Whatever. That's what we're referring to. And let's make to. it clear.
1: This, we are past this stage already in society. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're he all He was saying up. that it happened in the 60s. Now that process would take twenty years, and then he had an interview in eighty four saying that this is what's going on.
0: Yeah, and at the time when he did these interviews, he was actually living in Alaska. I, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. It Doesn't say. I don't remember where he was living. He says it in the interview. I can't remember where he said he was living. I don't even think he said where he was living. But at the time where he did live, he gave um, like some detail on it, like basically saying like Yeah, I live in the middle of of." the ice like i live in the middle of snow and i work for this little bitty radio hut station where he just is like a janitor or he's like a guy who just helps like set things up yeah yeah it was like that's what he was doing in america just hiding um at the time um like the interviewer griffin guy was like hey aren't you worried by talking to me like you're talking about how they're gunning for you you have a hit on your head like always and he was like what if they figure out where you live? Like, since you're working at this radio station, a type thing or whatever it was. He's like, "Aren't you worried that they would show up, you know, and, and, and try to shoot you and kill you and like do it right?" He's like, "Oh, I have many guns." He's like, "Oh, I'll let them try. I don't care." Well, it's the concept. Like, the, he straight up was like, "Badass." Though. Yeah, he was like, yeah. "He's like, I've, 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 He literally said in there, "He's like, I have many guns." That's
1: some diehard shit right
0: there. Oh, That's some rainbow shit. Because he's Russian KGB right. dude. He's like, "He's like, you know, how many people I've killed." Come it's on. the same concept. <laughs> like, between, like,
1: who's the guy? Who outed the the government about UFOs. Wait, sorry, repeat that? Who's the guy who outed the government about UFOs at Area 51 and the flying? Are you talking about Bob Lazar? Yeah, so it's the same concept, right? Bob Lazar's like, yeah, I am who he is and I am who I am and this is what's happening. National television, if I die, you know it's true now. Mm -hmm. Same concept, right? Yuri's like, this shit's happening. If they come to kill me, if I die, I didn't... Oh, he's dead, by the way. Yeah, he's, well, he, he They now. killed him. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, that is actually what happened. Um, well, we can't say for a fact that's what happened. Um, what I understand about Yuri is that they went to his home. Um, someone came by his home, um, which I don't remember who it was. He died in what.
1: January 5th of 1993. He died in
0: Windsor. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where Windsor is. It's interesting about his deaths because the locals reported – in that if you dive more into yuri you find out that there was actually a case made um of a a murder um but his name got eventually removed off of everything from it it's fucking wild um because his home was literally destroyed like wrecked when they got there when you know people came out because they found him dead so whoever it was went there found him dead and um like he had his gun next to him when he died there was shell casings everywhere like, Oh, full bore. Like it what? happened. Oh yeah. No, that's literally, there's a whole case on well, it. that pretty much. And then it got dismissed. Guarantees it, right? No, like, yeah. No, it got dismissed. Well, I didn't know about
1: that. I didn't know that he died like Bro, that. Bro. If you dive, anyone listening, you dive
0: in the URI, you will come across that, that the more you dig, you'll end up finding a legitimate police report that was made. And it's a kind of a weird police report to find because it was like someone made it and then redacted it. It's very interesting. And it's not like a made-up police report um, because some I forgot whoever has it, it. It was on a website, and the guy who runs it was a journalist. Uh, several journalists, sorry, yeah. several journalists ran the site, and it was one of those journalists who was following up on the whole Yuri thing because it was years later after those interviews. And he was like, you know, I really want to talk to this guy, like even though he did these interviews back in the eighties, I want to talk to him. At that point, he had already been dead for a while, you know. And so they he went and like tried to find out where he was i like to imagine
1: this guy yuri died smoking his big old stogie like come on i dare you to yeah. fucking come and kill yeah. me well they said bastard.
0: the only thing i really remember from what i read about it like the police report was that they found like 10 different automatic machine guns dude, in his home fucking tight. oh he was loaded up dude like he was like nah this is party let's
1: go let's tango, let's <laughs> <a dance>. tango. <laughs> yeah no, so, Yuri's a bad motherfucker. So that, remember, there's four stages of this. Yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry so that, the ahead. second stage is called destabilization, uh, which is a five-year period. So after that twenty-year period, which is 1960-1980, then they have a five-year period of destabilization, which is just targeting the essential structure of uh, a nation's economy and foreign relations. So, what president was in 1985? You mind looking that up real quick? I think that was
0: Bush Senior.
1: Uh, so then that brings around. I think it was senior, right? I don't know. Oh, I believe it was like,
0: uh, sorry, oh. I, I'll look it up. I believe it was Bush senior. Um
1: that was Ronald Reagan. So right. that's like the first like celebrity Oh, 85, f- I'm thinking 90s. That that was definitely the first like president that was a uh, celebrity, right? Ronald Reagan was the first actor president. Mm-hmm. The first celebrity president and then Donald Trump came around later on. Yeah. Um So he Ronald Reagan came in the fact that added the Green Deal and all these things, right? So <laughs> Makes you kind of consider, I don't know, a, a few things about destabilization through Ronald Reagan, right?
0: Yep. Well, and you also think about the Biden administration now, how they're pandering and pulling some weird things that are really pushing on more socialism and communism. Yeah. You know, like hell, just like right now, and I'm not trying to get into politic politics, but I mean, look at what he just passed for starting May first for anyone buying a home after May first. If you have a good credit score. Uh, and this is real. Look, look it up. You, If you have a good credit score, a, a 680 or higher or 700 or higher, and you go and buy a home or refinance a home, you have to now pay more money to cover for people who have low credit scores. Hmm. So, oh no, it's totally fucked up. It's So basically you're being punished. So you work real hard to become successful and have a good credit score. You work real hard at it you now have to pay for other people to be able to get their buy a home
1: is that socialism stuff there huh?
0: socialism bullshit eat a bag of dicks i mean you like social security hmm? you like social security oh you mean the thing that doesn't exist that i'm never gonna get yeah it's going away <laughs> yeah.
1: what about highways and roads and oh. all that stuff of course everyone likes a road yeah that's that's socialist You you pay for that
0: yeah, that's a little different, man. Get the fuck. You just winked. I, everyone's like, "You a bag of dicks." But no, that's a real thing. I just found out about that actually last night. That sucks. I didn't know that. It starts May first, and it's in a uh, it's a law that if it didn't get passed in Congress, then he was doing an executive order essentially on it. Is what their uh, cabinet
1: said. Pretty fucked up. Real um, estate experts shred Biden's rule, punishing home buyers with good credit. Calling it madness. Yep. Uh, People with good credit to help risky borrowers. He he will redispute. I'm sorry. Biden's rule will redistribute it. God damn it. I can't say shit tonight. No, you can't. Biden's rule will redistribute high risk loans. Yep. And you have to pay for it. You do. That's goofy. Because I know
0: you work hard. You're a smart guy, you're a hard worker. Like I know you personally outside of this podcast, you work really hard, and now you're going to have to pay.
1: Don't put don't put my freelance. name under the hard workers. I want to be the high risk workers. I, I know. <laughs> no, I think it's a, I think it's something to
0: make people. I think it's a, something can put in place to make people, um, be more dependent on the government. Well, yeah, that's like, the whole idea. Okay, right? I'm going to stop working so hard. I want to be able to you know mooch off of this. Well, that
1: comes with Yuri's fourth stage is normalization and dedication, right? So the third stage is crisis. Okay. So some sort of violent charge that has taken place in the last 10 years to make people scared and want the government to help.
0: Think of all the crazy riots that have happened. Think of 9-11. Right. Oh, shit. All yep, the yep, terrorist yep.
1: shootings. The, all,
0: the, all these things going on, School right? shootings that happen all of a sudden left and right. Uh, let's not get into that
1: saying. I don't want do to no, do no Alex Jones shit you there. You can but. pull that into it, too, though. <laughs> I'm saying any kind of like horrible Absolutely. Event. So recently... Some CIA documents that were classified have been unclassified saying that CIA operatives who were working in Afghanistan training Afghani soldiers to become CIA informants were on the plane flying the jets.
0: Yeah, you mentioned
1: that to me before,
0: and I never got a chance to look into it. Yeah. I will definitely make sure to look into it because that would be something we should talk about on a whole other podcast. Which,
1: if that is true, it's fucking crazy shit, right?
0: Oh yeah, most definitely. And it's just like uh, when you see that one building fall. I forgot the name of it. Um, it's a very. Uh, there's videos of nine eleven, but like that one building that uh, blew up um, and collapsed. Yeah. Um, if you were to look at it from the camera footage, it has. You, someone could look at it. Who even who someone who doesn't know anything about de- demolition or anything like that. I've seen buildings get demolished. Maybe I've as seen well, it. Yeah
1: it looks like it's a controlled demolition but it, it, it all, puts off the look it also, but that doesn't it mean it that's looks what as it was. if like, like a gas line inside the entire building exploded right like yep. you have in in the, in the northern states you have like oil filled mm-hmm. houses to keep them warm in the winter right so yep. there's a lot of yeah. gray area there where it could have been yep. different, a lot of different things yeah, and I'm, still
0: and i wasn't trying to say like oh yeah it's because when you look at it it looks like a controlled demolition i'm saying that when you look at it you can you could literally go it looks uh, like a fucking it, boom <laughs> it looks like like one of the buildings you only see from like there's another building in the way so you're only seeing like half mm-hmm. up and it it looks like what a controlled demolition would look like when you see the building go down you someone could make that that claim by going like hey it looks like that but that doesn't mean that's what it was. So I'm not taking a side here. I'm just saying, like, from the perspective of you just watching the video, you could be like, hey, man. I'm, I'm,
1: well, so. What's, all, what's going on with that right from there? From his stages, right? He's got denormalization, mm-hmm. destabilitation, and then he's got crisis. And the fourth stage is. What in about a pandemic? Also, something else, right? That's also another crisis, right? Yep. That was total bullshit. So I called that shit from the beginning, by the way. He says the crisis would bring a violent change of power, structure, and economy. Mm-hmm. All three of those things have happened. A violent change of power. Uh, I don't know. Through- you know who we need to get back in
0: office. T R U
1: M P. Jump, 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 I thought you Trump. were gonna say Mister T, and I was gonna start chatting Mister T with you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mr. I just can't. Mister T, Mister T. I just want to
0: see your fucking expression.
1: I just don't care about the guy. Uh, and he will be. And then the last stage is called normalization, and that is when your country is basically taken over, living under a new ideology in reality.
0: Yep. Yep. I mean, like right now in California as well, look at, look at what's going on in California with the kids. Did you hear about how um, the school system in all of the state oh, of California- a video, Here's a
1: video of the actual interview. Yeah. Well, you should put the- I'll put the link. Here, I'll, do you
0: want me to- just, t- just email it to me and I'll put the link in the description later on. All right. 10-4. Because I, I don't have it set up right now to where we could play a video without it causing like oh, good, massive reverb. I would love to watch it right now though. It'd be amazing. Um, but no, so it's just like in California right now, and this is just another uh, uh, de- 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 de-establish a whole bunch of things, um, is that the school system is now saying that we are no longer, there's no more gifted and talented they refuse to acknowledge when another student when so like you know how you have gifted and talented stuff yeah, like yeah. that yeah they did away with it it's a and school, right? what they said yep and what they said is because um, basically it makes other kids of color feel neglected I'm like like what like it, oh dude, there's this huge uproar with parents and California right now people parents who live in California and their kids go to school oh yeah they're getting rid of it because they're it's really fucked up. Their whole point behind it is saying that it's racist. Your kid is dumb.
1: I'm sorry you are dumb as well. Yep. You happen to be the the peasant pharaoh's descendant from Egypt. Yep. Whose peasant brain never yep. fucking developed. Yeah, so they're making... You're the idiot. Not They're, they're straight yeah, up making it sucks. to
0: where children now all have to be the same.
1: No matter what. The same. I'm like, that's just not reality. I can't stand public school. It's not school. nature. Uh, public school just... Teaches you to be a slave and crony, yeah. a nine to five worky. Yeah. That's all. But they're
0: doing it across. Like they're doing, they're pushing that. Uh, not even pushing it. They're they're doing it. They already pat. They already set it all up. I did not know that. That's wild. It, it it's a pretty recent thing. It's happened with. Uh, I don't know the exact date, but it's within the past six months. That's
1: wild. Yep. And I could be wrong. Maybe it happened a year ago. And that has. I mean. I mean, if Yuri has anything to say, right? Like, if this has anything to stand on any ground to stand on right then the everything he said just is happening, is happening right, right? Is already
0: hence why i've vocalized to you and uh, numerous times to any people uh, everyone i know that i don't participate in the whole pronoun game i won't do it this is the he is another piece of evidence proving that this is a a, a, a mentally a takeover il- it's right? an illness it's a mental illness at this point so i as I, will, I, I participate. will
1: participate in the v- terminology if yeah. they first initiate the conversation with, hey, my name is Brandon Butthole. Please call me they, them, or he, her. I'm like, whatever. I'm going to call you Brandon. They am going call you your fucking name. Yeah. Um, and what,
0: what makes me upset is that doctors are jumping on this. Not all doctors. Yeah. A uh, doctor. Uh, uh, it's actually a very smaller amount, percentage of doctors that are jumping on the bandwagon of diagnosing people with gender dysmorphia, yeah. which is totally fucking stupid. So what they're doing, and before anyone who's watching this who is all pro with gender dysphoria, before you get mad and turn this off, please just listen to what I have to say. And it's not me actually talking. Well, it is me talking. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the robots. It's the robots. Listen. The reason why these random doctors are jumping on it is because they see a way to make money. This is if a doctor cared about you, if a a real doctor who legit was trying to help a human being, because that's what doctors are supposed to be—real doctors are supposed to help a human being. They would not just all of a sudden go, "Oh, you're diagnosed with gender dysmorphia." Oh. The only way to fix that is by going through a transition-type period Cutting your uh, balls surgery. off or cutting off your tits yes. or
1: cutting off your, cutting out your ovaries. Or-
0: Why they are not – like those doctors shouldn't be doing that. What they should be doing is, okay, well, let's try to come up with – like what's, let me refer to you um, to a psychologist. Let me do this. Like whatever the plan that should be put in place um, instead of just going, oh, wait, you just kind of feel like you're a boy – uh, or you feel like you're Oh, cool, You're gonna give me hundred grand? Fuck yeah! Cool. <laughs> um, ugh, money. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. It's just like Big Pharma, right? The big pharmacy yep. companies are yep. like. And it's not every doctor. It's like a, a, a remotely small percentage, and it's all these doctors all practice in extremely, extreme leftist-run states. That's where they practice, and that's where it's happening. It's all not happening, happening. It's
1: happening in Texas.
0: I was about to get onto that. Yeah. Pre- predominantly it's happening in extreme leftist run states however there are outliers and they are in random states where it's like the states well i mean texas is starting to get to the point where it's kind of like in the middle like you know with everyone moving here from california and being fucking idiots and voting the same way that they did when they lived there it's like bitch don't you know why you left like <laughs> don't <laughs> like think about it oh here
1: comes that uh, classic slogan don't California, my Texas. No, don't fuck with Texas. That's the slogan. <laughs> like, yeah, don't mess with Texas. It should no longer be don't mess with Texas. Yeah, yeah. Don't fuck with Texas. Come on. So
0: it's just, it is what it is, right? Um, but no, it's it, it's really sad. It's really fucking sad. So yeah,
1: it's, I, 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 I. Before we move on from Yuri, I want to. Oh, oh, oh there's one thing I had to add.
0: There's also the, the thing that uh, a lot of people are doing who are in these in the trans community, where they're saying that they're gender fluid. Gender fluid, so you know how you said that you would participate. So they're bisexual. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's
0: mm. not even that simple. It's way more complicated than that. Um, you know how you said that you would respect someone else's wishes, and if they were said that they were a boy, and they're biologically female, you would be like, like, yeah, I'll just call you he or him if that's what you're asking. I don't
1: care, uh, right? Yeah, as long as they. So uh, my my argument here is, as long as they tell me they're a little bit crazy ahead of time, that's like, are cool, like. <laughs> so he's telling
0: me, like, like, Give me a card first, like you know, your salesman cards. Like, I'm crazy. Got you. Yeah, all right, let's cool. go. All right, <laughs> um, gender f- being gender fluid means that literally you can YouTube this shit. You'll be so many videos of people, like literally thousands upon thousands of people saying that they're gender fluid, which means that, like, if I claimed I was gender fluid today, I feel like I'm a boy tomorrow. I could feel like I'm a girl. It's transhumanism. So, trans is all made up nonsense. No, no, no.
1: Have you heard of transhumanism? No, Um, where we move past human. Uh, (laughs) That is what Yuri talks about. Uh, You need to be. Oh, he's what he talks about. he He said he talks about being worried whenever people start blending all these together, moving past being two sexes or one individual. Whenever you become a multi-human mm-hmm. uh that isn't a thing no so he, he he calls it a transhuman wherever you begin to think you're more than one things man trans community would hate this guy d- d- yes yes they would
0: because he's like yeah no we, we just set this up for you yeah, so, <laughs> like, like, tra-
1: transhumanism doesn't move only in the gender area mm-hmm. it also moves in like biology like bionics yeah so if you are using contacts if you're using medicine if you're using all these things Neuralink. to help your society help your life mm-hmm. and you just take it at face value mm-hmm. then you're not human anymore um, yeah and that has to do with like some alien shit right mm. so i don't know yeah but no the
0: reason i brought up the gender fluid thing is just like you said i was just using you as an example just because you had said that you would you know be kind like if someone asked that you'd be like no i get it hold on hold on hold on hold on hold
1: on Ah! i'm a woman now (laughs) i'm a woman now
0: (laughs) but no like they legit claim that they wake up like it literally could be every other day that they go by a different pronoun yeah yeah and no like i said this is why i drew a line in the sand and i will not participate in that like i won't participate at all in any of the trans thing like or anything with pronoun changes. I'm gonna try ceratops. Like, no, fuck off. Yeah, like,
1: like, cool, dude. I'm not gonna talk to you anymore.
0: <laughs> no, like, no. I, I just I won't participate. There's no line in the sand of
1: reality. Anymore. So, transhumanism is a uh, f- philosophical and scientific movement that advocates the use of current and emerging technologies such as genetic engineering, cryonics, artificial intelligence, and nanotechnology to augment human capabilities and improve the human condition. Talking like robotic arms, talking yeah. like AI in general, yeah. uh, to move past. Thank humans. God for
0: Elon Musk because he's the only one speaking out right now, saying that AI is a bad thing. Yeah, and I don't disagree with him. Yeah, AI.
1: Uh, I th- I would say AI in like another hundred years might be worth our time. Uh, I think that we're too dumb, arrogant, and, and I think the like people of ourselves. I feel
0: like the the way it's being implemented and used is uh for a reason that's not beneficial. That's the way it looks.
1: it's to make porn. It's to make really cool porn. It's to make really cool porn,
0: bro. <laughs> it's really cool porn. You want to see eight dicks at once? Let's go.
1: Dude. Hey, Chad GPT, can you pull up <laughs> Hint identical, eight dildos? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> That's fucked up. Okay, okay so move, before we move on, I wanted to say like one of his last quotes that were in this article. It says that most of, most of the American politicians, media, and educational system trains another generation of people who think they are living in peace yep that is false. The United States is in a state of war it is undeclared total war against the basic principles and foundations of your thinking systems yep so you think that you're in peace that's good that's not what's happening though like our peacetime trumps like make America great again. Uh, I it, it hasn't been great since the 60s. Uh they've been attacking your brain and your parents thought yep. process and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. That's all I wanted to leave that on.
0: Yeah. No, I I it's the the, the the what's really wild is that I was already onto this about 10 years ago. Yeah. Um Yuri. And that's and I already had my own personal thoughts about like the way things were going you know, culturally and how there was all these like weird small majority margins of people that were like getting all of like f- people were listening, starting to listen to them in this weird delusional state. Um Because I had my own experience with people of that nature when I lived in Colorado, you know? Yeah. yeah. You, you told me that
1: before and like that sandwich joint, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's just like, you know, that really started to give me an eye-opener just from the personal experience dealing with nut jobs. Like, just unrealistic, just especially the expectation put on me, like, who I don't... You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, a way of
1: controlling the way I think. Um, and... So that that's why I don't like television and movies and whatnot. Yeah. I will watch a movie. I will watch television. Uh, I don't watch it for six-hour periods, three-hour periods. There I, is, I can't. There is one
0: movie maker director who i feel like was weirdly telling the future in his films and that was stanley Kubrick.
1: yeah that's my boy right there he is
0: one of my favorite all-time um any movie he's associated with i watch um for anyone knowing like you should watch clockwork orange because that would help you understand a lot about uh brainwashing and weirdly fucked up things because they're they do that yeah they may not do it the way they do it in the movie but they do it.
1: Oh, yeah, he definitely ex- ex- exaggerates to make it's it. It's like
0: MK Ultra type level kind of treatment. He, he makes it playful.
1: It makes it fun. It, makes, it like, what makes you like, ha, 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 that's funny. Yeah, like and when
0: he gets strapped into the chair. Spoilers. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. a very it's old a movie. It's an old film now. Um, but like what they did to him to brainwash him and fuck with his brain. Pull his eyes open. Yeah, and force they him ho- open. hooked him in the chair and all Damn. that stuff. Um, and then, like, there's Clockwork Orange. There's um, uh, uh what was it, a... Uh, uh, Odyssey, a space Odyssey two thousand one, right? Is that what it's called? I'm looking him up right now. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, It's like, will
1: I dream? Yeah, got two thousand one space Odyssey. Yeah, two thousand
0: one space. Dude, and you
1: want to talk about AI? There you go. Yeah, he also did uh, Doctor Strange Love, Full Metal Jacket, Uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Doctor Strange Love
0: is a fantastic film, and the thing is, it's like he hits it right on the head, like the ending. The ending – you just got to watch the movie. I feel like that Stanley Kubrick – watch his films. Yeah. I feel like he was – He also
1: did The Shining. He, it's like he was his last film showing
0: things of like where he thought things were going
1: Yeah, in a weird
0: way. Like he wasn't actually doing that. But at the same time, when you watch the films, it's like they are so relevant if you actually think about the film. Like especially like two thousand one Space
1: Odyssey, um,
0: Clockwork Orange, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So uh, I'm you, a big
1: fan of watching Kubrick as a documentary. Yep. Um, if you watch it as a movie, they're fun, but if you watch it as a documentary, uh, it's kind of scary. Uh, what he puts into it and what he shows and what he tells.
0: Yep. And it's like I've even dissected, meant like psychologically, like the the like The Shining. Yeah. If you take away the idea in your head that it's a You know, a a, a supernatural horror. Before you say anything
1: else, uh, The Shining is a book by Stephen King. Kubrick then took the movie and said, fuck you, Stephen King. Your book sucks. I'm making my movie the way I want to.
0: Yep. Yep. And he altered things. But if you watch the movie and you take away the aspect of it being like a horror supernatural type film, and you look at him as just someone who has a lot of psychological issues. Yeah, yeah. And the breakdown, how he breaks down mentally – you can actually apply that type of, of perspective of analyzing somebody and look at everyone else around you. All the people breaking down randomly, mentally. Why? Like it's pretty wild. So it's just like – that's why I was I was just saying that just to make the point of like it's a – Stanley Kubrick's films and how he does everything, it really just kinda of feels like he's like showing you a window into like, hey, this is this is coming your way.
1: It, it, it does make you wonder why all these individuals are suddenly having such mental breakdowns. People keep talking about mental illness, mental health. It's why, also being pushed
0: into people's heads. Why is it so rampant
1: that people are having so many psychological breakdowns nowadays? I know that the argument can be said there's more people statistically every 1% of humans are psychomaniac killers, right?
0: Yeah, I think part of it is that there are people who have actual underlying health issues like Mm -hmm. maybe you're bipolar, maybe you have all these other things that are extremely proven, documented, whatever and they choose to ignore that because the new stuff, the new pseudo shit that's out now that's being pumped into everyone's face and the thing you hold in your hand every day through TikToks,
1: Snap, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook,
0: Is telling you that you have all these new made up pseudo, pseudo uh, diagnoses. Or that
1: you're not good enough.
0: Or it's not that you're crazy, it's just because, you know, you just, you were never loved. Yeah. Love is how you were supposed to do all this. Or it's like, you know, you met someone fairly recently um, that showed us exactly that. They're stuck living in trauma. Everything that. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm saying that you met someone recently. Oh, not yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to Ta- say names. Tickety tickety tape. I know what you're talking about. Yep. And they were obsessed with trauma. Yeah. They oh, just yeah. talked about their trauma and how they blah, 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 But they are so wildly confused in the head that they can't even see reality as reality. They yeah, live they have in horse this, blinders on. They, they live in like this this fake reality mm-hmm. that they think is reality it's like a sub-reality to reality ball. And it and they just keep engaging this thing. They And it's because they're mentally ill and they have other underlying health conditions, mental conditions that I'm aware of and that person knows about but for some reason doesn't exist anymore. And it's like, that doesn't go away. You ever think that maybe that's what's causing you to be where you are today? Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, you know, and it's just... You know, you got. No, I was just using that as an example, like because you got to witness it yourself too.
1: And <laughs> I saw uh, it firsthand, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, some things uh, are better left unsaid. He's a
0: crazy dude. Yeah. Yep. Fucking wild.
1: <laughs> Fucking wild, man. Uh, so uh, I know that we talked about G. Edward Griffin, the guy who interviewed you, or Yuri. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has written several books that are uh, mind-opening and wild. Uh, that you should consider reading if you're listening to this or yep. watching this or whatever uh, based around The World Without Cancer, uh, The Creature of the Jekyll Island, uh, The Fearful Master. There's so many books of this guy. He's 91 years old. I, saw, I know I said he's 94 earlier. He's actually 91. Um, and I, Can I interrupt real quick? Please go ahead. Yeah, whatever. So
0: we don't have enough time to go into the topic we were going to talk about. Right on, tight. <laughs> but this is a fascinating thing. Like this whole topic of Yuri um, and
1: that four-point
0: bullet-point plan. Yeah, um, that Russia was started using in the '60s.
1: I know that sounds like super, again super red pill. Like Russia did this. We got to find – If you r- 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 listen to
0: people like Mike Baker, though, he's a former CIA, long-term career guy, was in there for a very long time. He's former CIA. He no longer is in it. He's actually been featured on Joe Rogan's podcast numerous times. And he's a fascinating man to listen to because he talks about China's 2040 plan. Yeah. All this stuff. And it's, he sounds like Yuri. Mm. Only about a different country. <laughs> but
1: the thing is, China. we already know China. It's um, very possible that that guy could be talking about Russia just using code words, right? Or, yeah. Well,
0: it's a very different plan. Yeah. Very different gotcha, plan. Okay. And he's American. Yeah not Russian, that we know of, you know, dun, dun, dun. actors are real, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm talking about actors, like you watch movies, like people know how to do accents really fucking well,
1: hello, it's me, Yevin, I am from Russia, super easy, I'm telling you, it's very easy,
0: I, every time I try to do a Russian accent, it slowly morphs, every accent I do slowly morphs into an Australian accent, and then goes right into a weird English, yeah. into a Britain. nice tits, then... yeah, <laughs> love
1: it, <laughs> Hello, buddy. Wait, I can do Indian. Hello, buddy. Can I get to help you, please? No, no I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's right. I don't think that's Indian. I think that was a... Hello, buddy. No, that's still doing
0: Russian. Uh, Team America did and, it best. Uh,
1: but uh, I need to go to the... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever you say, buddy. I'm fucking that up. Yes, I, buddy. I'm fucking it up. I'm fuck it up, too. However, I will say this, and this is not to be racist. So please don't take it as that way. Back at my old job when I would be servicing homes and dumping cans because I used to be a trash man, there was one community where it was predominantly Indian people that lived there. And when I say Indians, I'm not meaning Native Americans. I'm talking about people from India. So please don't confuse the two. Yeah, you just said Native American. Don't culture appropriate those people. Um, So they were all – the whole neighborhood was predominantly Indian and – Every time I talk to them, like, sometimes they come out with an attitude. Yeah, of course. And you have to remember there's a cultural barrier. Like, and when I say that, I'm meaning, like, just because the way they sound, they're talking, doesn't mean they're actually mad. You know what I mean? Like, because this one gentleman came outside, his wife and kid were out there, and he wanted me to take some really bulky stuff that I couldn't even get in. It was a bulk pickup. It was not something I could get anyways. Physically, I could not get it. and. So I jump out of the truck because he's like basically standing in front of it, like going, Oh, ducka, ducka, ducka. Sorry, that's not even the right thing. That's not even the right thing. on there, but Yeah, sorry. It was a joke. It wasn't even <laughs> an Indian accent. Um, but no, he was like trying to stop me and stuff. So I stopped my truck. And of course, in these trash trucks, you can't really hear what the person's saying when you roll down the window most of the time, especially him because he did not have a very um, enunciating way of speaking. Like or uh, pronouncing, enunciating, you know, like, like, like loud. He was yeah. not very. Like, he was not projecting his voice. So I stop my truck. I get out, talk to him, and he was like the whole time. And this is not to please. Don't take this as a racist thing. This is just. This is what happens when you talk to. This is just this. This thing happened to. It's you. a physical mannerism that most people from. the yeah. head bob. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there talking to me, and I'm like, listen, I can't take this. And then he's like asking me questions, and he's doing this to me the whole time, and I'm like what are you understanding what i'm saying to you like i because i couldn't tell because at moments he was saying like he would like intentionally tried to like (laughs) and i was just like yes no yes no like i could not because i was i was like do you understand like i was like making sure he understood i'm like i can't take this you have to call this number i can't just call it in like it's not how it works you got to schedule an appointment for them to come, like a time for them to come out and you as the homeowner have to do it like, or the, 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 the customer. So,
1: so when I was fresh out of high school, I dated an Indian girl and I would go over to her house and talking to their family was always a very comical situation. (laughs) Like, hello, Evan, how are you doing buddy? Like, so they would always (laughs) bob their head at me, right? The entire time. (laughs) And like, do you like curry? (laughs) Yes. I actually, I, I do like curry a lot. Like, oh, perfect. We're making it for dinner, you know? So, after... So long, you you begin to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. I'm like, yeah, actually, uh, I can go for a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a dick. <laughs> that, that I'm not being an asshole. This happens. This is what happens. Yeah, you pick up other people's main yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. Kind of like
0: feed off their energy. Yeah,
1: too. it's like you spend a lot. Of, you spend like ten hours around the same person. And they have this. Yeah, that's why you're court. more of
0: an asshole now since you've been hanging out with me.
1: Yeah, shut. Suck my dick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you how to do it. <laughs> you gotta do this uh, uh. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> or am i Ooh. oh oh <laughs> hey, so this g edward griffin guy he oh i
0: didn't get to finish though uh. that's what she said so um that's sad <laughs> that's sad bro um so like it got to the point where i was like trying to get back in my truck and he was like starting to move the stuff like bring it over like for my claw to grab it and he was like putting it right in front of the claw for me to grab like regular cans with. Okay. I go, I go, whoa, 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 no, no, no. Like, I thought you understood. I cannot take this. I was like, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Like I was starting oh, you, to get- you,
1: you in full Chris Tucker.
0: I was, yeah, pretty much. Like I literally said that and I was like almost yelling at this point because he just was not listening to me and saying he understood. And honestly, hindsight being twenty twenty, he was probably shaking his head no, <laughs> but he was like a bobblehead. He was so going just in circles. Kinda, yeah, it was just going everywhere. So I was just like- do you understand the words that are coming out? I cannot take this. It's not how it works. Say yes. Like, and, and this is going to sound bad. I said, literally nod, <laughs> like actually just do this. If you understand. And he went like this, you could see, he like tried to stop and he went like he did like two rotations up and down. I was like, I'm going to take that as a yes move it back and then he moved it back i get in the truck and i start to drive and he throws his arms up because he he didn't understand me i was like dude like cultural barriers yep that's unfortunate. it's well
1: the thing is he spoke english texas is a melting pot he spoke english uh, that that's like going to a mexican restaurant and you're ordering food and they're like no speaking english and you're like you just said you don't speak english i know so <laughs> like hello I know that you speak English. <laughs> well, no, he, he he had a
0: conversation with me outside the truck. Like, he actually spoke English. It wasn't like he used one or two words. Like, he actually spoke, Like, and it was
1: pretty fluent. I've had conversations with individuals in a, a, a third-generation Mexican, and yeah. they're like, I don't speak English. <laughs> like Because they just don't want to fucking help me or talk to me, right? Just... Dude, there is there a uh, real but quick... thankfully, I speak Spanish. Real quick, though, speaking of,
0: like... Mexicans who pretend that they don't speak English. There was this guy back when I was uh, when I was like 18 I worked as a shop or 17 I worked as a shop hand like changing tires, sweeping the floors, doing oil changes, washing equipment and friggin this dude like everyone every time he came around I was like hey you know because my brother got me a job there and I was like 17 so like all older dudes, dudes in their thirties and forties, and yeah, I'm like a little kid. Like when you when you see someone who's thirty or forty when you're seventeen, you're like, whoa, that's like, you're an adult. adult. <laughs> so it's just like I see all these dudes, and there's like this Mexican guy always came in with this one truck, and he never spoke to anyone. And then one day he came through the shop because he said they ba- like he like they told me he was coming in with a bad tire. So I had never spoken to the guy. He pulls in, and I was like, hey, which which tire is it that needs changed? And he didn't even respond to me, just walked off and i was like huh and i just went over to the uh, i forgot his name the guy who worked you know, who ran the shop and i was like hey i just asked him with tire and he wouldn't even tell me he just walked away he didn't even speak to me he's like oh he doesn't speak english and i was like what and they're like no he speaks like no english like he can speak like maybe two words i'm like yeah. oh okay well then do you know which tire is he's like you're just gonna figure it out And i'm like oh <laughs> because it just had a leak it yeah. wasn't like flat but ran into the guy again and this time like, at the time, I spoke a little bit of English, uh, Spanish, and so I, like, tried to talk to him in Spanish, and, like, he kind of responded, and then that was as far as it went. Saw the guy again on a different day. Like, this, over, this was over the course of, like, six months, dude, like, randomly seeing this guy. I probably saw him Did he ever like get his tire times. changed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I changed <laughs> his tire. But one day, we were sitting there in the shop. And he was sitting in there too. And everyone left the shop and it was just me and him. And it was late. It was like 6 or 30, 7 o'clock at night. Everyone's done with the day, right? And I'm waiting for my brother to get back from the field so because I rode with him to work, right? And I'm sitting there and this guy's sitting there. And he's just – I don't know why he was there. He was just chilling. I think maybe he was waiting on somebody or yeah. something. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking to myself out loud as if I'm talking to him. And I'm like, you know – I've tried to talk to you. Like, I'm looking down the whole time because I think he does not speak English. And I'm just like, try to talk to you for like six fucking months now. And you don't even, apparently, you don't speak fucking English. Try talking in Spanish and you barely even spoke to me. So I don't even fucking know at this point. But now I'm stuck sitting here with you. And it's really weird because you keeps, you literally are sitting four feet from me and I have to just sit here because I didn't have like a cell phone at the time, yeah. like these smartphones where you can just play a game on your phone. And so I'm just like sitting there, twiddling my thumbs, because all the work was done for the day, and I didn't want to go. Oh, that's right, I didn't want to go outside because it was raining. So I'm just like sitting in there, crossing the guy. And all of a sudden, he just goes. He looks at me. He goes. He goes. Hey. And I go. Huh? And I look. <laughs> I look over at him. And he's like, son of a bitch. And he was just like. And he said it with an accent, like he obviously had a very hard Mexican accent. <laughs> and he was just like. He's like, you do a very. Or I'm not even going to. I almost went Russian. See, this is why I don't do accents. But he was just like. He's like, you do a really good job here in the shop. And I was just like, Motherfucker. fucker. Yeah, like, I, that's all, like, literally, that's what I said. I said, motherfucker and just looked at him. And he just grinned at me and then looked back down and was texting on his phone. I was like, you speak English. And he looked at me, he goes, okay.
1: And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> and I
0: immediately told my brother because I hadn't really talked about the guy to my brother. You saw like, Bigfoot. It was never a thing, right, <laughs> to really be like, hey, man, I'm trying to talk to this Spanish guy. I never told my brother any of that. So the moment my brother picked me up because he left before I got there or before he got there. And moment my brother gets there, he jump in the drum, I was like, that motherfucker speaks English. He just said some very specific English words in a sentence that you would not say if you fucking didn't know how to speak English. And he goes, he goes, oh him oh yeah uh only a few people know he actually speaks english even the bosses don't know he speaks english i was like you knew and he was like (laughs) he's like yeah he's like remember the dude i told you i was like remember how i told you me and jose always have drinks on the tailgate like after every demolition and i was just like that's jose i never even knew his fucking name
1: (laughs) He never asked his name
0: well it never really came up yeah yeah fucking that was the guy and i'm like I was like, does he, like, actually speak fluent English? He goes, oh, yeah. He doesn't even really have an accent, too. Like, he just does that to fuck with people. Uh, See, man, that's that that shit I love. I was like, motherfucker. So next time there was a demolition, which I didn't work there anymore. It was, like, maybe eight months after I quit, there was another demolition. This is when they tore down um, some other uh, building there in Dallas. And I was like, my brother invited me to go. Jose was there, and it was just Abe and a couple of other people, like my brother and a couple other people, and then Jose. And I was like, I know you speak English. And he goes he goes, I, I know, I know. I was like, fuck you, dude. He's like, he's like, man, I can't help it. He's like, You were the funnest to fuck with though. Cause you were really trying. He's like, You actually spoke a couple of Spanish words though. And I was like, Did you even know what I was saying? He's like, A little bit.
1: Like he didn't even speak full fluent Spanish. That's very possible. This Indian guy who who oh. you who wanted who wanted your wait, he wanted you to take his trash. Definitely possibly <laughs> could <laughs> have, <laughs> have <laughs> spoke english
0: <laughs> oh, i don't know what are you <laughs> a pigeon it. anyways say the thing uh, with griffin something about griffin there was something you were going to go into about a book
1: oh yeah um this griffin guy uh, edward griffin this 91 year old author uh and uh, theorist and filmmaker and th- all the different hats he wears he has wrote a book with how cancer can be cured and a world without cancer because all these big pharma companies don't see profit in <phone rings> curing cancer. Oh, sorry. He's getting a phone call. No, it's no an it was an alarm. <laughs>
0: sorry, I meant, I thought it was going to be silent.
1: But, I mean, uh, that, that's um, something for another day, I suppose. It's another medical book that this guy wrote. Yeah. And it is, uh, it's very <clears throat> telling about how the world of cancer could have been taken care of. Yep. But these government powers decided not to do that.
0: Yep. It's pretty fucked up. Um, but I, 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 think next podcast we'll definitely talk about that, or at least in the next. I would say it definitely. Eh, maybe, maybe it could be a couple. Dip, yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the next few episodes, we'll get we to it. Talk about. We'll get to it. But yep. Yeah, so thank you for tuning in to Smartly and Educated. Yeah, like yeah. and subscribe because this is a whole new endeavor. Share it to all your friends. And this will be a. This is a first episode for this
1: podcast
0: from our last project. So,
1: thank you Guinness for the re- sponsor.
0: Guinness please
1: (laughs) Alright we'll see you guys next time Thank you for listening Bye (laughs)